you came out tonight early, aggressive. What was different for you tonight in terms of just setting the tone with your game in this game? Ball. 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 This is Orange Ball Juice, the show where I make my two teenage sons co-host a basketball podcast with me so they can tell their dad what to think about the NBA and hopefully help me win my fantasy pool. So, without further ado... Ball. Welcome to Orange Ball Juice, always fresh, never toxic, family-friendly b-ball blabber. My name is Brooks, and as always, I'm joined by my two household NBA analysts, my teenage sons, Spency G and Marky Man. How you doing, Spency? I'm doing very well. And Marky Man, how are you? I'm doing good. Good. Glad to hear it. Well, listeners, we have an incredibly special episode lined up for you today. We are welcoming our very first guest to Orange Ball Juice. So allow me to extend an Orange Ball Juice welcome to comedian and actor, star of the stage and screen, all-time podcasting legend, and future podcasting Hall of Famer, also diehard Los Angeles Clippers fan, the lovely and talented Paul Shear. Wow, what an honor to be the very first guest in 20 years. We will look back on this, and I'll come back on the show. We'll talk about all of our fun takes. Uh, This is going to be really the start of something special, I think. I think so, too. So, Paul, uh, let's just just address the elephant in the room right away. Mm -hmm. It's a dark time in Clippers land. Yes, you are talking to me on the morning after a four-day losing streak. Post-All-Star break, Clippers have come back. The goal was to win, and we have been losing. And now, I have to say this. As a Clippers fan, I'm eternally optimistic. The first loss, the second uh, highest total basketball point game in the history of the NBA, that I couldn't be mad at. We lost by one point. You know what? It was going either way. Should we have won it? Absolutely. But it was exciting. It was different. Then we go to Denver. We have, uh, you know, a seven or a two and 17 record with Denver. Like Denver whoops us every time we go. I don't expect to win that game. But the comeback that we made, amazing. Excited until overtime when we just stopped playing basketball. So that (laughs) bummed me out. And then we come to the Warriors, and the Warriors, wow, thought we could win, right? Easy game, up by 12, no Steph. And all of a sudden, down by 12, and the game is over. And in these games, there have been a lot of people wagging fingers, a lot of people saying, well, we shouldn't have added Russ to the team, all this sort of stuff. But I will say that in a season where Clipper fandom has definitely uh, adopted some of the terribleness of Laker fandom, uh, this is not <laughs> what we needed at this point. Uh, this is not what we needed. We needed, like, I, I like to bring the positive energy to my Clipper fandom, but this season has been a very vitriolic season. And for every, every day, there's a new reason. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm in a, I'm in a darker place than normal as a Clippers fan. <laughs> and well, we all know it can get pretty dark in there. Um, now you did, not to be nitpicky, but you also did 
forget to mention the uh, late game collapse against uh, the Timberwolves as well. Oh yes, which I, was, I, uh, you're so right. another yes. another disappointing game. Yes, I wasn't uh, thinking about that one uh, because that one <laughs> seemed neither here nor there. Uh, but yes, you're right. It was also another. Yeah, they and here's the interesting thing, and this is what I I really I don't know I don't know how you all think about this, but oddly basketball any kind of sports everyone on the sideline believes that they know how to right the ship how to correct the mistakes now when i hear people talk about like my profession i'm like well you couldn't be more wrong that's not true at all um and i'm starting to realize i feel like even though i feel like i have solutions I probably am completely off. So I don't even know if I have, like, I don't know what to add to it, but I do feel like there's, an, there's a, a thing with fandom and sports where people are like, oh, it's an easy fix. You just need to do this. You just need to do this. Yeah. And, and people like to make their own narratives of how to make these, make these changes very quickly. Well, we have on this show incredibly hot takes all the time yeah. that are proved to be wrong. Sometimes yeah. we're right, but I'm, I'm heartened by the fact that we also listen to other basketball journalists who spend their entire lives thinking about this stuff and they're also wrong all the time, you know, so. Right, because you know. there's, no, there's no logic to it. There's no, no. logic to it. And I, I can speak to the Clippers. Like, on paper, this Clippers team should be great. On paper, not even on paper, in real life, this is ultimately <laughs> the same Clippers team that played last year that had such a high defensive rating uh, without Kawhi and we're doing worse with Kawhi. And our defensive rating has gone down. So it's like, what? well, what happened? We added better pieces. I know that for sure. But we went down. And um, and then you look at somebody like the Bucks, and you look at the Bucks, and you're like, oh, my God, what I wouldn't give to be a fan of the Bucks right now. Like, they, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, to see this, you know, win streak or have the optimism of the Suns, you know, there's there's a lot... You know, even even Pat Bev going to to Chicago seems like he got that team kind of in a different spot, which is exciting and fun. And it feels like we have nothing exciting uh, going on. The Knicks, my former favorite team, is even doing better than us. And, And that is wild to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've been surging lately for sure. And uh, as Spencey's pointed out, they're, they kind of have a recent history of being a bit streaky, but they're putting together a great season. And that's great. I feel happy for Knicks fans. You know, yeah, it's been a 37, long time. 27. I mean, that is good. And I, look, I, I was a Knicks fan growing up. I was a Knicks fan during, you know, the Patrick Ewing era, Xavier McDaniel, John Starks. Like that was my time as a kid with the Knicks. And I love the Knicks, but the Knicks had things that are similar to the Clippers. They couldn't just quite get it. They couldn't quite put it all together. You know, they they had their their most beautiful moments against the Bulls and nothing was stopping that Bulls team. So they kind of were getting cut off at the knees and the Knicks have kind of existed in this weird zone where it's like, oh, we got Pat Riley. We're going to be great. Uh, We're not. You know, uh, (laughs) you know, we got Phil Jackson, you know, whatever these like little changes are. They they can't do it. So when I came out here to L.A., I was like, I want to I want to start a clean slate in the sense that I knew I was going to be out in L.A. for a while. And I've, I've proven that to be true at this point. And I thought, like, let me pick a team that I could bring my kids to. So like Brooks this is where I, I agree with you, you know, and, and, and to have your 
your kids to be able to go see a game. I don't want to be one of those parents who like their kids like, well, I actually root for the New Orleans Pelicans because my dad's from (laughs) New Orleans. And, you know, like, I don't need that. I want you to be able to go and wear your stuff and be proud of your team in your town. And and I think that's exciting. You know, Super Bowl that comes around. We'll pick a team that we want to root for, you know, whatever. Like, but but I want you to be in the town that you I want you to grow up a fan of the the team that you live in the town of. I agree. It's the, it's weird. We've been very spoiled. And obviously these guys with the, the Raptors winning a championship yep. in 2019, growing up with that, rooting for them and then actually seeing it land as a champion championship. It was amazing. And so these guys are dyed in the wool Raptors fans and it's great. But obviously. But I also know they, that Raptors fans don't like Clippers uh, only because I feel like there's a there's a then let's talk about it, guys. Uh, Spencer, Marcus, like tell me, like, you know, there seems to be. This energy that we took Kawhi from you. Yeah, I, I can feel that, certainly. That's what I was feeling at the time. Yeah. Um, I definitely wanted, I felt like Kawhi should have at least tried to run it back once. Right. Um, if you've got the team there and you feel you can win it again, I think it makes sense. Why not go for it? Um, so it was definitely sad, but I do still like the Clippers. Um, they're more fun than the Lakers, for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wanted to ask your impression because it, like, it's interesting because obviously I was rooting for that Raptors team. That was a fun, it was a great team. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting team, though, when you look at like where the parts of it is, have all gone, right? Like yeah. I, there was a part where I was like, should we get try to get Kyle Kuzma over here? Not, not Kyle, sorry, not, uh, Kyle Lowry over here. Yeah. And, you know, and I feel like Kyle Lowry has been having a real tough go. But what was your impression of Kawhi because I want to I want to do a little compare and contrast of you obviously saw Kawhi take you to a championship um I also believe well let's I want to hear your things I'm going to throw some some shots at you and and see what you you think not not aggressive but I just want to see if we (laughs) if we match up here right so what was your impression of Kawhi as a Raptor that's those seasons that he was there two right or one one yeah it was just one so I mean yeah I I liked Kawhi when I when he first came. Uh I he gave he seemed to give him the impression that he was only going to stay for one year. Right. So I'm glad that he did that. He didn't just leave like without saying anything. He's not pulling so, a Kyrie. He's not just no, going like no, leaving no. mid-season when everyone's like, "Hey, uh yeah. what?" Yeah. Yeah. So and the Raptors were going all in that season. So I feel like, yeah. I, I, I just don't have a problem with Kawhi, and I think it was a great trade, and we got a championship out of it. So I honestly don't really have any complaints, but, yeah, it would be nice. It would have been nice to have him another year. How many championships have Kawhi stuck around? If he just said, yeah. I'm signing a five-year deal with the Raptors, like, let's do this, how, yeah. how, what do you think, Spencer? Uh, I think we could have gone three, because <laughs> I my thing is that I don't think Kawhi was – he wasn't the reason we got to the finals. Right. Right? Um, like, that regular season mm-hmm. team – it's similar to the Clippers. We yeah. did sit him a lot. We did save him for the playoffs. Like that team without Kawhi was still amazing and so deep. So he did give us that extra push in the playoffs. So I think when we lost him, we kind of lost that edge, um, that right. that nudge. Um, yeah, he kind of came in as the special sauce and at a dominant. You know, he was Finals mm-hmm. MVP. So. Yeah. It, well, you know, and he had the clutch shot to get over, you know, with Emb- uh, Embiid's crying after he hits the game winner against the Sixers, you know, those iconic moments. So he, he's a clutch player. Well, this is okay. This is what I want to get into. And let, let's see. I have felt that 
And I want to be very careful of Kawhi Slander because I don't really have any negative, <laughs> negative things to say about him. But I feel like the best and worst thing that could happen to Kawhi was that game winner, that, that, that clutch shot. Because my impression of Kawhi, and this is before this year, this is when he's come to us, is that he is not good in the clutch. Or he is good one out of four times in the clutch. I've watched him <laughs> yeah. drive yeah. to the hoop, yeah. take a shot, and they don't always go they don't always go in. And it's upsetting because you know the ball's going to him. But it's not like mm-hmm. Durant, where you know like it's like more often than not, I'm giving that ball to Durant. I think it's gonna go down. Kyrie too, I think to a certain extent. Uh Luca, like I think these guys have a better ability in the clutch. Kawhi uh, seems to be like in that game seven buzzer beater for, for me feels like it solidified him going, I need to take these more. <laughs> I'm the guy. Yeah. Give yeah. Me the ball. And, yeah. and so you might've missed out on a season of him being the go-to guy that might've cost you some games because mm-hmm. yeah, there's a part of me that also feels with Kawhi. Again, his numbers are amazing, but here's the thing. Paul George is better when Kawhi wasn't on the court as a player. The you know last season Paul George and Kawhi both not on the court, and like we call them the canoes. That was like our team below has kept a similar record to what we had, and the the games were more fun. I wonder with someone like Kawhi, who I know everyone loves, and I know his work ethic is amazing, and it shows in what he does, but can he pull a team together? Was it magic? In this Raptors moment, was it Masai? Was it like this thing where it just, it was a special sauce. It was a one-year thing. Because I I think what I find in the NBA in general is you need a mouthpiece. And you need a leader. And I hate Luka. And I think he complains (laughs) and he whines and he's an amazing basketball player. Sure, sure, sure. But, uh, But annoying to watch. And... And I feel like that's the thing that he misses. Like, yes, he leads by example, but sometimes you got to lead by your voice. You got to lead by that. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and PG is also equally uh, quiet. And that's why I loved having Pat Bev because at least he was like an energy. I loved having Reggie mm-hmm. Jackson because he was at least fun and had that. That we need a little personality. I think every NBA team needs that. And I actually feel like the Raptors that you had that won that championship, actually, even with its surge, you know, uh, you know, all these guys, yeah. they they had a little life. They had a little, like, little like spring in their step, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's been the culture there. I mean, l- luckily for us, I mean, it's, it's on the way in a bit because there have been rumors about guys wanting out of Toronto. But it does always feel like, uh, you know, it's a family team. Like everybody loves each other and the fans love them. And it has that, like we're all, we're all looking out for one another vibe. And I, maybe that's just marketing. Maybe that's just the way the players are media trained. I don't know, but it feels legit. And I feel like it paid off when we won the championship. Um, but there's all, you know, the players are very beloved. Uh, I, you know, I love, uh, Pasco- uh, I like, uh, <laughs> uh, every time I look at his name, I, for- I mispronounce it, but, uh, uh, <laughs> My one is like Pascal Siakam. Uh, I love him. I love Van Fleet. You know, there was talks that the Clippers were trying to get Van Fleet, but they only would yeah. take uh, Terrence Mann for him. That's um, right. And then that was the deal breaker. Supposedly. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think, think that would have yeah. made you guys better. Like to have like a true point guard kind of, um, you know, field marshal of the team. Well, a but bit. this is what we've been finding. We put Russ in there, Russell Westbrook. And I believe with the exception of last night against uh, Golden State, which I think was a very... They 
either we played enough games with him that like teams are able to start to pick him apart, or they just are smarter than the other teams that we played. Um, Russ has been good for us, right? Like because there's everybody can shoot. They got four guys he can pass to who can shoot. He moves the ball really, really well. You know, he was doing double doubles. I think the first three games. You know, um, exciting to see all these assists. So that would have been what we got. But I also feel like, and again, we'll see what happens. I think we're on the verge of another loss tonight, uh, just because <laughs> everyone's sitting. It seems like. Um, but there's this other energy where I'm like. It may have wrecked with the special sauce of the team. Like, we keep on saying, we need a point guard, we need a point guard, we need... Well, now we got one, and everything went to hell. We've been on a a four-game losing streak, where at least before the All-Star break, you know, right before trade deadline, we got these new guys in, they were doing some interesting stuff. It felt like, oh, this is cool. Terrence Mann is 10-2 and with PG and Kawhi, and then we just throw it all away, and that bums me out. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think about Westbrook, Spencey? Like, I know you've had hot takes on him. I just... I don't think he has enough confidence to be a leader at this point. Like, if you saw last night, Draymond was leaving him yes. absolutely wide open, and he wasn't shooting it. Um, well, but that's, I think that that, I thought I was excited by that Yeah. in the yeah. sense of, like, he knows that's a trap, mm-hmm. right? So he's like, yeah. I'm going to pass the ball and get the assist over that, because that's what everyone did to him last year. It's like, oh, then he'll take the shot, and it will miss, and then they got the turnover. I mean, but yes, I don't think that that's a good thing to have, where you can not guard yeah. one member of our team, where when he's not <laughs> playing, you can't do that. Yeah. yeah. But you, I agree with I mean, you. There I was rumors that, he might come to Toronto, too, and I was like, ah, uh, what, you know, a lot of people are yeah. like, it's, he's a Hall of Famer, basically, and people are like, uh, he doesn't help our team, sorry, just because he's at that phase. I think... It, my thought on this, and I, and I want to, I want to keep on talking to you both about this. I agree with you. I think something is off. I don't know exactly what is off, but when you watch him pass that ball, it's great. I think you got a guy who is a Hall of Famer who is aging, who hasn't quite figured out how to settle into that aging role. Like he's not as you know, he's he's lost something. The layups, he can't make layups, you know. But if I'm the Clippers, I'm saying to him, hey man three assists before you take a shot right like you know like you know like you earn your earn your shots you're not the you're not going to be leading our team in scoring but then my other thought is well if he's not going to be putting up numbers similar to pg and Kawhi, just keep terrence Mann in because then you got three guys who are scoring equally and they may not be the best ball handler especially pg this season but uh at least you got something i don't know but i i don't think that russ is a dead project i just think that he needs to be integrated into a system, maybe a younger system, where he can flourish in doing what he does without the spotlight on him in a championship contending team, in my mind. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it was the Lakers might have messed him up messed yeah. him up because it's like he he was on the Wizards with Beal and right. he, they were both them like they were he was a second option, right? Right. And then he comes to the Lakers and now it's this whole like who shoots the ball like I guess I have to give it to Anthony Davis and LeBron James, but it's still Ru- Russell Westbrook, <laughs> and it like at that time, and it, it 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 I think it created a chemistry problem, and then now Westbrook doesn't know how to like fit into a team, and I think it's the team's job to figure out what what to do with him. Yeah, I mean, look, the the, the benefit with the Clippers and and Russell Westbrook is we got him for nothing. You know, we got him off yeah. this market. You know, so we can kind of drop them you know at any you know it's it's not it's, it's you know but the the trick is too i i think on a certain level and this is maybe a good question for you guys because you're younger you know 
what do we think about this like true point guard position, right? I feel like more and more we're seeing that kind of fade away. Like if you look at somebody like Giannis is the main ball handler on the Bucks, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, and I, and I feel like there's, I think that the fear is in Paul George and Kawhi. Like, I don't want to work that hard. Like being the primary ball handler makes me work hard. And, <laughs> uh, and I, not, and I love those guys and I'm not, I'm not here to like slam them, but I do feel like they think, oh, well, it's easy. If I just get my spot and someone like throws me the ball, I got it. But it's like, I don't think you can do that in the NBA anymore. And, and this is a subtle change over the last three or four years, I think, to a certain degree. Yeah, I think so. Like we've talked about, like there's a lot of big men now that handle the ball, you know, that carry the ball up the floor. Even LeBron, he's kind of like this like positionless player. He's just an all around player. And and we talked about that a lot. Like, yeah, who are who are the like true prototypical point guards left? Like Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Right. uh, And he's old. I mean, like, you know, and, and you think like, I mean, I guess Steph. You know, obviously, but Steph is like his whole other thing because Steph is also like, like he's he's a superhero. Like you know, he's yes, he's point guard, but he's also scoring the majority of the point. Like he, like he, you know that Mm. that that's kind of crazy. And then I guess like Kyrie and Dame, but Dame hasn't been able to take what he can do, which is spotty. Uh, even though he scored like what seventy one points, yeah. uh, you know, but like he hasn't been able to take what he do, to do to rally a team. I mean, that Portland team is sadly just atrophying. I think, and he's just getting yeah. older and older. Yeah. yeah, and I guess they're just satisfied with like, hey, we get butts and seats. It's exciting. Those games are always exciting because of Dame. You know, it's like he's launching up these three balls, but at the end of the day, it doesn't add up to wins. How many games has he scored more than thirty in a loss, or more than forty even in a loss? You know, it's kind of just like. And yeah. and and I just think that that what I, I guess what I'm seeing through the microcosm of the Clippers is we have done the point guard experiment a handful of times. We did it with Rajon Rondo. Uh, I don't know why I say his first name, but we did it with Rondo. <laughs> we did it with Wall. Uh, mm-hmm. We did it with. Uh, we're doing it right now with Russ, and we also did it with. Um, oh my gosh, who was the guy that we just added back on the team uh, last year? But uh, the guy we traded to Portland. But we tried it like four times, and it just doesn't work. So then I'm like. Well, I don't want to say that that's like fully an NBA thing that that point guards don't work. But if you, you know, but maybe when you have these leaders, these scoring leaders on either side, it, maybe it doesn't. Because if you look at like, I'm just looking at like, you know, if you look at like the best or the point guards in the NBA, not even the best, like the only active ones are, you know, you got Holiday, Lowry, but I think Lowry's in mm. trouble. Uh, yeah. You know, Wall's not picked up. Conley, I like, but he's not like yeah. the best. Fred yeah. Van Fleet, who we've talked about, right? Derek Rose, Ke- I mean, you know. Yeah. With the exception like, of Van Vliet, all those guys are well over 30. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're mentioning yeah. too. I think the only player that you could, is debatable that's just recently come to the league is LaMelo Ball. Yes. He, yeah, because yeah. he, you know, he gets plenty of assists and he is, you know, he's a great passer. Now, well, I will say, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll say I really loved Reggie. I think what Reggie brought to the Clippers mm-hmm. was fun and he had a good energy. Look, I always said about Reggie, you live and die by him. Like, he is a point guard and sometimes he would make that clutch shot, sometimes he wouldn't. But I think he was a 50-50 player in a way and I, I think that his hits were more than his misses actually. So I feel like I was I was happy to go on that journey with him. I, I yeah. will say that when you look at Kawhi's stats, he crumbles in the fourth. I don't know if that's because he's exhausted. but uh, But yeah, I'm curious about this this role, this point guard role, when we're seeing teams have a lot more success. Like, if you look at the the best teams right now, like, all right, so the Bucks, you know, the Bucks, the Celtics, and 76ers in the East, you know, and the Nuggets and the Grizzlies and the Kings, 
like they don't. I mean, I don't know if they're if they are like these teams that are like known for their traditional, yeah, point guards. I mean, Jamal Murray's very good. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm just trying to break that down for myself. I, I, I you know, yeah. Well, we have this. We're in this era of like these ball handling big men are like near you know are gigantic dudes that can also ball handle and dribble really well and are versatile, which is very you know. It's, and, and a lot of them are coming in from Europe too, right? So it just changes the game. Everybody's expected to shoot now, um, yeah. to be able to shoot. You know, it's not. It's a very different. Uh, it's a very different league in the last, you know, probably ten years. And it seems like the trend is continuing. You know, absolutely. I mean, and that's. What I think we're. I think what I'm saying is, or at least what I'm feeling is, we're aging out of those types of point guards. So there's just some yeah. exceptions, obviously. But I do feel like that's an interest. Like it, it is. I'm curious to see where this all kind of, where this all kind of goes. You know, because, uh, you know, Ja obviously is great, um, but also has his own stuff going on as well. But I mean, also, <laughs> you know, but again, but Ja is like one of those like, the the centerpiece player, right? Because I think when I think about a point guard, it's like a point guard is like the number two to the number one, right? And Jaw yeah, yeah. is like the number one. It feels like you know, or at least like you know, it's like it's Steph is the number one. You know, so it's like there; those are the the rare exceptions in a way. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they're like obviously the if you're the best player on the team, the point guard is gonna and you're the point guard, you're gonna score the most. Right. But it's like there's not really much true playmakers of a point guards anymore right. that are more second option. Like it doesn't, you know. Yeah, it, it, I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah. Um, so let's let's we've been focusing maybe on some of the the darker aspects at least of Clippers uh, of the Clippers yeah, sure. just because it happens to be a, a dark time. But so Mark, you means got a question for you. So I'm just wondering, do Lakers fans bully Clippers fans? Is it like a rivalry up in LA? You know, it's really interesting because I come from New York, and New York has, uh, you know, there's the Knicks and the Nets. It's got the Yankees and the Mets. It's got yeah. the Rangers and the Islanders. It's got the Jets and the Giants. So across every professional sport in New York, you have this rivalry, and sometimes three. Like you've got the Jersey Devils yeah. and yeah. you know things like that. I would say that it truly is different here in LA, and I think I've I've really tried to like figure out what what it is because. Laker fans seem to be mad at the existence of Clipper <laughs> fans. It's like, you should have never have moved here. I would root for you guys if you were still in San Diego. I would root for you if you moved to, you know, Seattle. Like, all these, like, these ideas about you just are in our city. Now, I'm from a city where two teams are in each other's mm-hmm. city. I think it's amplified by playing in the same stadium. I think that that's definitely a thing. Um, there's this, if you want to believe this fake ass rumor, uh, it's like, well, Clippers fans were mean to Laker fans when Lakers were doing really bad and the Clippers <laughs> yeah. were doing really good. <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay. And it's like, and we were never mean to them when they were <laughs> terrible. We were always nice until they did, until they did that. Then we had to retaliate. <laughs> but I will say that what I find with Laker fans and what's been so disturbing to me as a Clipper fan is I always love our – I love the Clipper mentality. It's an underdog mentality. I always say that uh, El, uh, that the Lakers are Hollywood and the Clippers are uh, Los Angeles. 
And, you know, and you see that in the style of the game and everybody's out and stuff like that. Um, and I know that there's a lot of commitment. Like, look, they got the Lakers are the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA. Like, it, it, yeah. if anyone knows a basketball team, they're going to know the Lakers, you know, Lakers, yeah. Celtics. They are history. They are amazing. Their legacy will never be denied, no matter how many championships. If, if the Clippers won three championships in a row, it would mean nothing. Because the Lakers are still and will always be viewed as the cream of the crop. Uh, just because. It's history. Um, all that being said, the thing that worries me the most is like the Lakers fans are so aggressive. I remember this thing that like um, uh, that uh, O'Shea Jackson did. Like O'Shea Jackson, when the Lakers won the championship, like was apologizing for all of his terrible things that he said to every one of the players over the year and i was like oh that's the kind of fan i don't want to be i don't want to be like wishing ill will like i believe um oh my gosh he played with Kawhi, danny green he was on the raptors right yeah danny green right? <laughs> yeah. so danny danny green missed a shot in like a game two in the bubble in the finals it was like a non-consequential shot it wasn't a final game i feel like the lakers were up by Three games at that point. It was an early, you know, it was like it was a nothing shot, but it was a uh, it was a buzzer beater he didn't hit. And the Lakers fans were like attacking his baby mama, like who's like at home pregnant. I'm like, wait, what is that? Like, what? It, like, we're going after his his baby mama who's pregnant right now. Like, I'm like, that seems so crazy. So I will say that uh, I am. Friends with a lot of Laker fans. I respect my Laker fan friends. Look, it's all we all just want our team to do well. Um, I think we can appreciate stuff. Uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate the majesty of LeBron, but I also am like roll my eyes at like LeBron's like, oh, I didn't even know I was going to break the scoring record tonight. Kind of like <laughs> yeah, that mythologizing yeah. of like, I don't really care. It's like, yeah, you do, and that's okay. Yeah. You can care. Yeah, you should care. It's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I, but I feel like most of my Laker fan friends are good people. But it is <laughs> it is a uh, it is a rough it is rough out there, and I have Laker fan friends who are like rubbing it in my nose that we got Russ, and I'm like I'm not rubbing it in your nose at AD sitting out or doing whatever. Like I don't know why you're yeah. so concerned uh, yeah. with this, you know. Uh, but it, it seems like it goes beyond a rivalry, and it's an a rivalry that if you really try to dig in on it, no one really has an answer for it. It's just like we are mean to you. And that's what we do. And that's the end of the story. But that's kind of like, I mean, there's reasons for it. Our our Yankees fans are like, we're the real fans. Mets fans are like a cute side novelty. Like, is there that kind of vibe going on? Well, but but you see, growing up in New York, like I was a Yankee fan when Don Mattingly, Dave Winfield and Reggie Jackson were there. The the bad years of being a Yankees fan before like the Derek Jeter before that new right. bout of championships and now and that's in the eighties when the Mets and Daryl Strawberry and, right. and Gary Carter and like and the energy there was you know Yankees suck and now the crazy thing about the Yankees sucking is like well they just spend too much money so then there's this other level of the Yankees suck of yeah. like they are you know it's like well like I can't wear a Yankee hat. With because it almost carries too much weight to it, like in right. a weird way. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's the uh, yeah. yeah, where where like I like growing up, I was like, oh, I loved this team that was moderately okay. It was just okay. So I think Spencey's got a question about so, sort of like your own, uh, maybe a memory you might have about being a Clippers fan. So what's the question? Um, 
Yeah, it's more. Uh, this is kind of a negative question again. Please, no, go for no. It. I meant like oh, right. the the a highlight question. You can oh. ask me any question you want. Yeah, sure. Um, oh. Well, basically, the question we want to ask yeah. you is just like. As a Clippers fan, like, what's your all-time personal highlight? Like, not necessarily basketball, though it could be, but yeah. just, like, your own, like, your most shining moment for you personally as a Clippers fan. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> it's really interesting. I think when they got into the Western Conference Finals, being there in that room was so exciting. And the after effect, the ripple effect of that, like staying up until like three in the morning, like texting with all my friends. It was like, that was really exciting. When Kawhi signed, that was exciting. But I will tell you a much smaller moment that meant more to me. And this is maybe two or three years ago, we were playing the Celtics. And because we're LA and everyone's a transplant in LA, whenever you go to any game in LA, you're running into a lot of, you know, you go see Portland play in L.A., there's going to be a ton of Portland fans. Sacramento, ton of Sacramento fans. And I think that sometimes, especially with the Clippers, because the t- tickets are cheaper than the Lakers, you're going to, like, if we're playing Boston, you're going to get everybody who lo- everybody who's from Boston and L.A. is going to be there. And they're going to be cheering. And it's hard to have, like, the home court advantage because it feels like you're on the road. And the Clippers had this little bit of comeback. And Pat Beverly got the crowd like got the crowd the clipper crowd to get on their feet get loud and in that moment in that game and from there forward he shifted the energy of that arena and when people talk about the clippers and they talk about the change of the, there's a lot of fingers you can point at where the changes began and, and what was important. But I, I believe that Pat Beverly, his enthusiasm, his idea of like we're playing for the people in the back of the house, that energy, when we felt like as a Clipper nation, which I've never referred to myself as, like that we could <laughs> we could actually be the home court in at our actual home court, that was thrilling. Like it was thrilling because it felt like we had never had that before. Um, and that's years of, you know, now it's a whole different story. Now it doesn't feel like that at all. But that was like, I felt like I was there for a night where like the tide turned and that was really awesome. That's great. I I mean, honestly, maybe the last 10 years at least, I mean, it seems like the Clippers have been consistently better. I mean, yeah. Leaving the championship aside for the Lakers and the the bubble, bubble. you know, it's kind of like the asterisks beside that, beside that championship a little bit. Yeah, I I really do believe that bubble was such an odd year. I think the bubble is great for us to get Doc out of there, too, just to switch it. We need to kind of kill all of our uh, kill all of our past a little bit. But yeah, but you're you're yeah. But yeah, they've the Clippers have been dominant in, in, in the last last decade, it seems like. Yeah, so why don't we um, quickly look ahead to uh, some upcoming games in our next segment. Okay. So, can't sugarcoat it. They got some tough games coming up. They have the second hardest schedule for these last, you know, five weeks here, I guess. Yeah, their, their schedule looks tough. I mean, tonight it's the rematch with Sacramento after that. You know, gutting second second highest uh, scoring game of all time, where they they come up in the losing end, and they're a second of a back to back 
after a disappointing night in Golden State. So what's going to ha- I mean, what's going to happen in this game? Well, we have a lot of things that are missing tonight. Uh, we got Zoo out. We got um, we got uh, Kawhi out. Uh, we have Norm Powell out. He left with a sling the other night. Um, we have uh, yes, yeah, and uh, we got. Uh, I like Norm a lot, yeah. uh, and um, I get. I think we have somebody else out as well. So it's going to be. This couldn't come at the worst time to have like three of our starters out. Uh, it looks like PG and Russ are going to start, uh, yeah. which will be interesting, and and. And I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I don't have high hopes for tonight. I, as a matter of fact, after last night, I'm like, I don't think I can watch tonight. I don't think. <laughs> I mean, I, and I'll say I don't want to watch, and then I will find myself watching. But like, it, it, the, the deck is so stacked against us. It's not even fun to watch it. Like in my mind, it feels like. And I'm not saying that as a defeatist. If it was our full team, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna watch. We're gonna turn this around. But it's like, well, we're on a skid. And we don't have our full team. I it doesn't. Yeah. I don't feel good. What do you guys think about this game? Yeah, I don't. I don't have much faith in the Clippers winning this one. I mean, so far the season, the Kings have been the better team. Absolutely. And, like you know, they don't have many injuries. They have Sabonis playing, and you know, and Marcus Morris is out too. Yeah, with el- or I think his elbow injury. Yeah, yeah, Marcus and Marcus being out should be okay for us. Yeah, because I think we've been <laughs> yeah. having trouble with him. But uh, but I do feel like to what your point is, like I think Sabonis feasts on us when we don't have Zoo. Yeah, so yeah. it's oh, like yeah. oh yeah, oh, yeah. yike. Well, can Plumley handle it? Yeah. I love. I and by the way, I really like Plumley. He was like the only bright spot for the game last night. Yep. Yeah, Plumley. Yeah. Plumley has. And we we're talking about big men who can bring the ball up. I've never seen a center bring up the ball as much as he does. Like he'll bring it into the. <laughs> yeah. He'll bring it right into the paint. You know, and it's like wow. Like uh, I like that pickup. I like the pickup of Eric Gordon. I feel bad for Eric Gordon because Eric Gordon is like I don't want to lose anymore. And Eric Gordon, since he's really been yeah. here, has been losing uh, <laughs> yeah. a lot. Uh, you know, yeah. but it's wow, still probably wow. better than the Rockets though. Yeah, I, I think yeah. so. I, I I just I really like the way he's playing. Yeah, I, you know Bones is going to be an interesting addition. I, the Bones last mm. night fouled out. You yeah. know, um, Paul George got in foul trouble pretty early. This fouling, you know, I I just feel like what I'm hoping for is a change. But with all these guys out tonight, I don't know if you can even make a change. Besides, like let's get Amir in there. Let's get uh, yeah. Rocco in mm-hmm. there. Like we have a Xavier Moon who I really like. I think a Xavier Moon's fun. I don't know if he's going to be anything to bring the game, but but in my mind, when you don't have a team at your disposal, then really mix it up with your rotation. Yeah, exactly. really just be like let's let's get everybody in there. Who cares? It's mm-hmm. it doesn't make it. It's, yeah. it's uh, it, you know who's it's ever kind of is hot. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I've seen that a few times this season. I think sometimes teams find life when they have some key players out. Because it brings yes. a different energy, and sometimes it's enough to to yeah, win. Steal a win. Look at the Lakers win the other night without you know LeBron's got hurt, and they they need their wins. Like they need to perform. And AD was know. out. In yeah, and AD was out too. That's right. And it's like other guys. They just traded for a bunch of guys, and guess what? They stepped up and got a win. You know. Yeah. Great. yeah like, who I was mean, that against? Uh, so I got a whiteboard I'll, over here with all the scores. It was, uh, <laughs> No, it was uh, last night. It, oh gosh, I just forgot who that was. Was was it the? It was against no, was OKC it? that they won. Oh, the, I was talking OKC. about that on Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. But that that was a key, that was a you know all their games are must that was win an games. Extremely too. important game because OKC they're fighting with nipping OKC. at their heels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. The, then the Clippers also have okay. So we got in uh, Sunday. Memphis is in town. 
Then Wednesday, the Raptors are in town. And then next Saturday, the Knicks are, are, are in town. So it's a homestand. At least you're at home. I don't know if that's good or bad. Like, how do you see those we three seem games to be out? We seem to be bad on the – we seem to be bad at home, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, we're better on the road. Honestly, the way that I see this is – and again, like I started off this podcast saying to you, I'm not a professional sports uh, player. I'm not, uh, I'm not a coach. So I can only say what I think, and I don't know if it's a solution, but something has to change. And yeah. we're not doing a trade. We're not going to fire Ty, which I think is, I don't think this is all, but I think there needs to be, okay, well, we're going to move away from something now. We're going to do something different. Mm-hmm. And and I think we had a good rhythm when T-Man was starting it off. I just think we have to build rotations better. I think that, you know, unfortunately, Ty is committed to his guys. I think it's the reason why, you know, Rocco hasn't played. I think it's the reason why Mook has played so much and played through hard stuff. I think it's the reason why T-Man, even when he's on this uh, other side of the rotation, is getting, like, less minutes. It's like, and we used to come, and look, and this is, as a fan, I used to say this about Doc, too. I'm like, why are you playing Trez over Zoo? Zoo would be better than Trez. You know, and I yeah. like Zoo. I, I like Trez, but I'm like, just like you can't adjust, make adjustments. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. He keeps on saying everyone needs to get tougher, tougher, tougher. But if we keep on doing what we're doing, I, 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 I fear where we, I don't even want to, like last year, I didn't want to see us even in the playoffs. I'm glad that we lost the plan. <laughs> it was like Norm was playing on broken foot. PG was still hurt. Luke had COVID. I was like, we don't need any of this. Like, I don't need yeah. to be beaten down over seven games. Like, let me yeah. get out here with my dignity. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, but yeah, so I, I, it all depends. It all depends. And I guess part of me feels like, and the gossip that I've heard, and maybe it's wrong, but maybe it's right, is that the front office came down to tie when they had that other losing streak in the middle of the season. And they said, you got to change it up. T-Man's got to start. And that's when T-Man started. And that's when the win streak started. So if I'm the front office, I must be looking at this and going like, I'm trying to sell season tickets for next year. And you're making your fans. Like, we got to, I mean, besides even that, like we're, let's not destroy the season. Kawhi is hundred percent back. He's putting up all these numbers. Like how do we support what we have? I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but the West is still wide open. So where do they finish? What's your prediction I mean, right now? Uh, my prediction right now is I would like to not finish in the play-in. That's like going to be a. That's going to be. I mean, the fact that I'm in that zone right now. But I, I would like them to finish. Gosh, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. I mean, Warriors, Mavs, and Clippers are pretty yeah. much equal, and so and, and the Suns as well, uh, and then the Kings. You know, this is, this can go any which way. I would like to see us. In, I mean, if I have my druthers, five or six. You know, uh, yeah. Yeah. you know that's that's where I would like to live. I know that we're not going to get one or two. So it's and I don't. And unless a miracle happens, we're playing a majority of Western teams. We would have to we would have to shift so much, but I don't see that team yet. I see a team that maybe has a couple of good reps in them before they have to really show up, and maybe they can make some changes. But it's got to be there. It really all depends on the, not tonight's game, but the next one. All right. So who do you who do you got then? Like if you if you're a, if you were a betting man, who would you pick to meet in the Western Final this year? Mm. Well. If the Nuggets don't, now the Nuggets to me have like the Clippers curse as well, which is like a great 
regular season and then kind of can't hack it in, in the in the you know that. But I, I think the Nuggets are. I'm excited about the the Nuggets are interesting. I think that what they've done is great. I will also say that not that they think they'll be in the finals, but you got to give it up to what the Kings have done. Like the Kings, like, wow. Like what they were able to do, what their coach was able to do is truly impressive. But if I'm, I'm going to say, if I had my, uh, again, I'm bad at like brackets before I see them. If I had (laughs) my druthers, I would say, I would like to see the Clippers and the Nuggets in a finals. I'm going to always stick by my Clippers. Um, but I'd also see like the Nuggets and the Suns very easily yeah, in the finals. Well, um, and then you got the would... Warriors are like Steph's coming back. Like what's going to happen there? Like what? And that's it. What's and that and that's what my only hope is with the Clippers too. I'm like, what can like you don't know what can happen. Like the the Warriors had a crappy season. They were so terrible last year, and then they started coming alive really at the end, and then they won against <laughs> yeah. the Celtics, who felt like they were you know yeah. the Celtics had a great starting five, but they didn't really have more than that. But again, you look at the Bucks and you're like, "Whoa, the Bucks and the Celtics, like that's a." I mean, I want to see that rematch too. Totally, you know, I totally, want to, you yeah. know, and I, I feel like the Bucks kind of lost out last year. I also feel like, is this the last year that the 76ers have what they're going to have? You know, because it's sort of like, yeah. if it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen, and your team's just getting older. I mean, Joel yeah. Embiid, God bless him, he's like basically breaking down every night. You know, I mean, he's he's amazing, but yeah. it's like, how much can he carry this team? And you know, I don't know. And do you think if the Clippers, I mean, if they if they have a like a really bad flame out, like let's say, I mean, if they miss the playoffs or if they play yeah. in one and out kind of s- scenario, is yeah. are they blowing it up? Is that like what's happening? I think you have to look at you have to look at it and say, why didn't this work? Because yeah. individually, you look at that the depth, and you're like, this all works. So what's not working about it? And you can't come back and say like. Well, like Kawhi and PG are the most defensively great two-way players you can get, and they seem to play defense in spurts. So I don't know. I think you have to either go like, okay, PG can't play with Kawhi. That's it. We keep Kawhi. We get rid of PG. We try to find somebody else. Who's that person? I have no idea because the lateral player, like, I think you're going to get a lateral player, so I don't even see anything there. I don't want to get rid of PG. I'd, ra- I'd rather him kind of step up. Dame's not going to leave. So uh, I don't know, but I think you blow up something. I hope... I th- sorry, I'm gonna. Like, you really got me in my feelings here, but I but I do believe. But I do believe it's like I believe in Ty as a coach, but I also don't believe in Ty in the, as a coach this season. Which me, I want to know the story. I want to know what's going on. Like, why can't he put this team together? What is what is the block? Um, and that's that's what worries me. Is like, what is the block? And I guess the only people who know are the people inside. I I think that Doc Rivers was the block when he was there. But if we're hitting a similar kind of issue again and again and again, I, I'm going to refer us back to the Sacramento Kings and go like the moves that they made that I think at first people were like, well, that that was a bad move for them has turned out to be great. You know, you don't I don't you know, maybe you can't game it that way. Maybe you don't know, you know, who those people are going to that are going to gel together because it is, a, you know, and not gel like off court, but gel on the floor. It's a, it's a different thing. All right, so I'm going to hit you up with a couple with some what I'm a little bit worried maybe a bit too easy as in terms of Clippers trivia, but I'm going to hit you up with it anyway. So, what is the worst win total in Clippers history while they were in LA? 
Okay, so you're asking me what was the highest score they got when they lost? No, I'm asking you what oh. was their lowest win total on a season. Oh, on the a, season. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. Okay. And bonus points if you can tell me what season it was. Oh, well, that will be impossible. I'm going to say 15 wins. All right. And I'm going to say that that's probably in 1982. It's a tough one. You were pretty close. It's 12 right. wins in 86, 87. So let's okay, not, 86, but right, let's, yeah. let's not focus on the bad. And I remember being a kid, like not really being a huge basketball fan, but of course it was like the Showtime yeah. Lakers and then in, into the, you know, the Bulls and the, like, without being mean, like literally I forgot the Clippers existed sometimes. Oh, like, yeah. I, 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 uh, uh, they were like an also ran. I'd be like, oh, yeah, the LA Clippers, they have two teams in LA. Weird. Yeah. It's, you know? it's, <laughs> I mean, it's such a great... Yeah, I was... I, I even thought I was like, it might be... I was like, it would have been more perfect if it was 13. <laughs> yeah. The unlucky exactly. 13. Yeah. So, but in recent years, as we mentioned earlier, it wasn't that long ago that the Clippers actually had... Uh, a consecutive five season five season stretch of fifty plus wins, right? Um, and right? I think that was broken just last year, right? Yeah. Well, it, it it the 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 stretch was started actually in that five year stretch started in uh, I think it was the twenty twelve twenty thirteen season and went five years. So uh, my question for you is, what is the highest win total in LA Clippers history? Ooh, highest win total. That is really interesting. Um, huh. Wow. This is now you really are getting me on this, like, uh, on this. All right. I'm going to say 51. Am I right on? It's actually a fair amount higher. Really? Yeah. Wait, more. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, did they have? Did they ever have a, a sixty-game win streak? Well, let's not. Go no, crazy. Not, win, not win. Not win streak. I mean, win, oh yeah, total. Yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, wait. I don't know. I don't know. What is it? Give it to me. I, well, let's I'm, put it this way: if we were on, uh, if we were on, what's the show on the Price is Right, where Bob says higher and lower? Your, yeah. Your first guess was too low, and your second guess is too high. So fifty-one's okay, so, too low. Sixty's too so high. So fifty-seven. That is correct. 57 wins All right. in the 2013-2014 uh, season, which was Doc Rivers' first year. That's and, when I really started becoming like a fan. Yeah, actually. so that's, yeah. that. I mean, that was their best year under him, and it was their best year in, in franchise history. Um, and they also, and but also, like, I think the season before that, that's yeah. what I was confused at, because th- I think the season before Doc came in, they had about 50, or, like, I feel like it was, was 56 right the year before. It went 56, oh, wow. then 57, then 56, then 53, then 51. So wow, the f- right. yeah, yeah, so, and the first one was uh, whoever, I can't remember who preceded Doc Rivers as coach, but. Um, uh, I remember him, but I'm now forgetting his name, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, and what's, what now, here's, here's a bonus point. Let's see if you can name three of the top out of the top five points per game players on that 57-game winning team. Can you name three? Okay, yes. I could definitely name three. Okay. Uh, well, it would definitely, I mean, it would be like the big three, right? I mean, it's Chris Paul, Blake, and DeAndre. Or am I wrong? Or am I totally off on nope, that? Nope, you totally got it right. Those are All those right. are those are the top three scores on that team. Yeah, yeah it was a, that that team was awesome. That was the best. They were the best team, team in the was, NBA. Yeah, 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 they were the number one yeah. team in the NBA that year. But uh, and then the Houston Rockets. Yeah, they just couldn't. Uh, it's funny all those teams through those years. They just couldn't. Uh, they I couldn't know, push they through. Get it. 
Yeah. It's really, really. That's like the that's like the Knicks version of this too. It's like sometimes it just gets you. Yeah, exactly, and it's heartbreak. Well, I think I, I don't want to leave on a negative note, but I do feel that maybe you're in for a little bit more heartbreak this season as a Clippers oh, fan. Oh God, please! And, and know. Uh, you know, we we root for the Clippers. We actually really like the Clippers players. I know these guys yeah. are big fans. So and they're, they're fun players. They're good mm-hmm. players. It's like if you look at that team across the board. I I, I just don't know what I mean. Well, let me ask you as an outside eye, a non. Uh, non-daily reader of every Clippers uh, tweet and and, uh, and and WhatsApp chats. What what do you think that what do you think they should be working on or changing or doing? Marky man, honestly, it, I'm not a, like I don't obviously. They're just another team in my mind. I don't yeah. look into them, but I, I think it just might be lack of time spent as a team together. Like Kawhi and Paul George oh, are not playing, yeah. so yeah. I think even if they don't. Even if they don't do anything this year, I think they should try and do it one more year. I think so yeah. try one more. Yeah, because I mean, like, couldn't you argue in in many respects, like LeBron and AD got there, got there, yeah. uh, got together. Yeah. I mean, really, that was a weird year too, because LeBron went out early the first year, and then then AD came on the second year, and that was the year, right? They won the first year yeah. AD was on. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think also LeBron, and that's what I think comes down to too. Like LeBron is a superhuman, but. Maybe a couple years ago, I don't know if he could do that again. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you know, I don't think he could be by. I don't think it could be like LeBron and and like a and a kind of okay AD and Danny Green and like you know, yeah. I mean, but I do <laughs> think that Crusoe is uh, there. But I'm, yeah. yeah, that's one of the themes of this podcast is uh, is Spencer has a an ongoing beef with Danny Green for some reason. He complained about his <laughs> uh, entire tenure as a Raptor um, all the time. So I don't know why. Well, he, Danny Green, I mean, like, I want Danny Green to be better. I, I thought Danny Green should have come with Kawhi. He didn't, um, you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Danny Green's an interesting player. Is he even on a team right now? He's on, on the, the Grizzlies. Grizzlies, but he's oh, been okay. injured. He's long-term injury, but he's back now, I think. Okay, I thought he got on the free markets. I didn't know. Okay, yeah. And he might. Well, he might have. Did he? Did they do? Oh, did he? Wait, oh, he? he got I, he, bought out. He's in the. He? Yeah, he got bought out. He's on the Cavs. Oh, he's on the Cavs. Right. So that's like his ninth NBA team or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's completely. Uh, it's completely insane. Well, and he's a three-time champion. Yeah. And he's a three-time champion, and he keeps. Well, and he had two back-to-back because he went. Yeah, from Raptors to, directly yeah. to uh, who did he go to? Um, well, that would have been the Lakers. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the Lakers, Lakers. Yeah, yeah, and the Lakers in the bubble right after that. Well, I think we're wrapping up here, Paul. All um, right, what a pleasure. Yeah, it was uh, it was great to talk some Clippers and get and to get deep into it with you. So I just want to thank you again for being on Orange Ball Juice. These guys had a yeah, lot of thanks. fun. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks, and guys. Uh, until next time, sir. There we go. <laughs> Live long and prosper. <laughs> Love it. I got nothing else to say.